How can you have a handle like a scissor, huh? I swear, uh, my hair hairstylist has a hands like a scissors. He's a great hairstylist, and uh, I had no idea when I visited him last night that, you know, as a hairstylist, you have to get a, a diploma. You are uh, one of the people that is uh, has to take a, uh, a an exam at the end of your um, your uh, learning, I guess, uh, administered by the Ministry of Advanced Education and Skills Development, or you can't be a hairdresser. That's interesting. I also learned that hairdressers and barbers are not, uh, they have to take the same exam. I always assumed they were something a little bit different. Um, but according to the Toronto Star in this uh, story about this uh, man from Iraq, he was a barber in Iraq for 15 years, comes to Canada and he can't cut anyone's hair in a salon because he can't pass that hairstylist license in Ontario. He failed five times. Maybe language is a problem. Um, but he says, look, I, I shouldn't have to know about bacterial names of bacterial infections or how to give someone a perm if I'm not giving anybody a perm. So to talk about exactly what this test entails, we're joined by uh, Twyla Abbott, who's director of uh, the Avola College of Hairstyling and Aesthetics. Uh, welcome to the show, Twyla. Hi there. All right. So most of us have, are familiar with barber and hairstylist. I give, give us an example of how the two differ, because I thought they did. So decades ago when I actually took the licensing, so my background is that of a hairstylist and then became an educator, um, there used to be a defining line between what was a hairdresser who primarily worked on women's hair and then barbers who worked on men's hair. And then you had hairstylists, which encompassed sort of everything that it does today. And then that sort of transitioned into what is um, under the Ontario College of Trades licensing now, um, a hairstyling uh, trade means that you have to do a little bit of everything. Um, And the best way that I describe it to my students is that it's very much if you want to compare it to something that's, you know, slightly education uh, level higher as in the medical field, a doctor doesn't uh, become a specialist without being, you know, a physician first. Right. So um, in the hairstyling program now, everybody learns women's, men's, and a little bit of cosmetology. So meaning there's uh, some aesthetic services even that are involved in getting that diploma. Right. Give us an idea of this exam that this man has said he's failed five times. Is it difficult? So um, I, my level of expertise sort of ends at the diploma here. Mm -hmm. And uh, what happens transitioning here is that they they take their diploma from an accredited school and then they work on as an apprentice so anywhere from six to twelve months or about two thousand hours um, you know hands-on still continuing to learn once they've completed that portion then they write a licensing exam it's a multiple choice test Um, my understanding is that it, it can be difficult Again, just like you said, sometimes language is a problem. Um, The test that we administer here for them to complete their 1,500 hours in program is supposed to mimic it, and it does. It has a little bit of everything in it. So the one thing that I found interesting is the test actually doesn't uh, have a practical portion. I mean, that's I want to know that my hairdresser knows the difference between, you know, uh, a blunt and a shag haircut. And I don't know if they're going to get that on paper. I want to see them, somebody watching them, how they, you know, the way they uh, treat the, you know, the hair with scissors. 
Yeah, you're correct. So leading up to that, the the training that's involved, so when they're in school here, they do 1,500 hours, which means that they have to be able to execute all the haircuts. We have all kinds of advanced barbers that were working in the industry without a license who are now forced to, to need a license coming to us. And you're right, they have to learn how to cut women's hair because mm. you never know what they're going to actually do when they leave here. Then further to that, the apprenticeship portion is meant to build on those skills. Are you finding when you see someone, this this gentleman said he was uh, 15 years, he was a barber in Iraq. Are you finding the new Canadians that come to uh, the country cut their hair the same way? I mean, do they seem as skilled when they, you know, because a lot of them are saying, okay, well, I guess I'm going back to school because I need a job. Yeah, so we recently um, became an international uh, program. And so sometimes when I get students that have come from uh, overseas, their their skill set in one area might be very in-depth and then weaker in others. Um, and usually the theory portion of it is, is a bit of a struggle for them. Um, but some of them are so disciplined and so well-trained um, that, uh, you know, sometimes there's even certain areas where I don't have anything else to offer them because they're proficient and at a professional level already. That's impressive. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you are the director at the Evola College of Hairstyling and Aesthetics, aesthetics which means that you probably uh, deal with people that are trained in uh, manicures and pedicures and uh, spa uh, you know, correct. services, correct, right? Correct. Do they have to go through provincial exams as well to get a license? They do not. So our program offers diplomas and certificate levels, um, but essentially in Ontario, anybody can take those certificates and open up a spa where they're heavily governed, so to speak, would be under, you know, health regulations. So it's really up to public health to inspect these places and make sure that they're following uh, public health protocol. Wow. So they want, uh, they're testing hairdressers on the names of bacterial infections mm-hmm. and medical terms before they can become a licensed hairdresser, but they're not t- testing uh, estheticians on uh, bacterial infections and medical terms. When, I know that, uh, just I'm looking at the Centers for Disease Control, said a whopping 97% of mm-hmm. nail salon foot baths tested in one study in one study so i don't want to freak anybody out i go for a pedicure here and there as well uh but they found that there was bacteria or fungal infections uh that correct yeah yeah. so you would think that maybe the red flag should be for the estheticians not uh you know hairdressers yeah and i can't really speak on the the ministry's behalf right um but it it wouldn't surprise me if those standards change. I know that they are different mm-hmm. um, in different provinces and certainly in certain states. Um, I've had international students inquire about that where they have had to have a license um, in in some of the southern states in order to do um, aesthetics and not for hair. Well, listen, I appreciate your time today for, uh, you know, getting us up to speed on exactly, you know, what goes into becoming a a hairstylist and barber. I thought the two were different. I'm sure I'm not alone on that. Uh, But you're tested the same whether you have to give a perm or not as a barber. You're still tested on that. Correct. They need a license in Ontario. Yeah. Twyla, I know you're a busy lady, so I'm going to let you go. But have yourself a fantastic afternoon. And I appreciate you carving in some time for us. Thank you so much. Cheers. All righty. Chris, this is what I don't understand about this. I don't understand why when I get a hairdresser or a barber, why don't you just have to go through a practical exam? I don't need you to know Mm -hmm. the name of the bacteria. You know what I need 
Uh, maybe in the practical exam, I want to know you're still sterilizing your scissors and your equipment properly. Right. I want to know you know how to cut hair. All, I don't, very important. I don't need you to know what the name of the bacteria disease, uh, bacterial infection I could get from your scissors is. I want you to, to know how uh, to prevent that from happening. I want someone to have a bit of a personality test. Is that, is that possible? What? Can we yeah. get that? Because I've, I've dealt with some duds in my past. Yeah. A barber should, you know, things that your stylist or barber should have a test on, ability to keep the conversation going. Yeah. Or knowing that you don't want to talk. <laughs> Reading too. your body language. That would be good. Right? Sterilizing equipment. I'm, I'm shocked at the fact that nail salons, nail salons, although you can get wicked fungal infections and, and bacterial infections from nail salons. In fact, you know, if somebody pokes you with something sharp, I mean, they've, they've got their, their utensils on your skin all the time. It could re- result in something like, uh, you know, you could get plantar warts, you could get anything, yeah. you know, hep- hepatitis. I mean... Why is the government regulating so strictly on uh, haircutting and not on and spa treatments? I don't get that. Anyhow, if anybody works for the government and knows if they're going to start this, uh, you know, move towards um, licensing of estheticians, you can give us a call. Yeah. We'd appreciate the call. Or email kelly at 640toronto.com.